My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, greetings, everybody. I'm glad you are here with us tonight watching where be, and I give honor to Pastor Kinsey and his staff. What a great, great time to be a child of the Lord, and a great revival is breaking out across America in the last several days. I've been getting nonstop phone calls and pictures and texts of people being baptized in baptistries across the nation morning, noon, and night because revival has broken out in our country. We are so thankful that God is going to have revival no matter what the enemy tries to do. I'm so glad to be a part of this in-time church and thankful to be here with you tonight. If you're at your home or in your car, would you open your Bibles to the book of Daniel, chapter number 6? Again, I give honor to Pastor Kinsey, my pastor, my bishop, and to my beautiful wife and children here uh, watching tonight online. Daniel chapter 6, verses 4 through 10, the Bible says, Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion for fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree and that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Verse number 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. I want to release something to you tonight that the Lord has been whispering to me throughout the day today, and that is from this subject, boxed in boldness, boxed in boldness. Wherever you are, would you join me in prayer right now for the Lord to speak to us collectively and to us individually. Lord Jesus, have your way tonight, I pray. I take authority over the spirit world. Anything that would hinder your people from the revival that you have planned for them, I bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray a releasing and unleashing of the gift of faith right now in every home, every person watching tonight, that your presence would baptize them with strength and with anointing God against the spirit of fear 
that might be attacking them. I release faith to them in the name of the Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. Aren't you glad to be a part of the apostolic church in this day and hour? Amen. I believe that we are the greatest force on planet Earth. I believe that the apostolic church is the most powerful weapon in the world. I believe heaven knows that, and I believe hell knows that, and I believe the church now needs to realize that more than ever. We are part of the greatest body you can be a part of. You are part of the body of Christ. I've never been more thankful to be apostolic. I've never been more thankful to be in the church. I've never been more thankful to be in the presence of the Lord every single day. We do know that he is coming back soon, and this is the greatest hour to be part of the church. I fully believe that the apostolic church is unstoppable. No matter what you try to do to them or what predicament they are put in, I believe that the apostolic church is completely unstoppable. Uh, there's a, I hate to use a sports world term but when someone is unstoppable in the sports world that means they are unguardable or they cannot be blocked and, and usually there's a statement about people that are unstoppable and that statement is this you cannot stop them you can only hope to contain them and I believe hell has that very motto going on right now we know we cannot stop the apostolic church we can only hope to contain them but can I tell you we are uncontainable we serve a God that can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think no matter what we're facing and what we are fearing we are part of an unstoppable movement that was birthed by the blood of Jesus Christ and the spirit of the almighty God still reigns and lives inside of us today if you're at home or in your car why don't you clap your hands and thank the Lord that you're part of this unstoppable army? Hallelujah. I think throughout the Bible there are several stories, obviously, where hell had to mark somebody that was unstoppable in their eyes. Someone that they knew had a fire that could not be put out. Someone that they knew had a destiny that they could not thwart. Joseph comes to my mind where they knew they could not stop him. They knew because he was so convinced of his dream being from God that he told everybody about about it. They knew from a teenager, we cannot stop this kid. He's on his way somewhere. He actually believes that God is going to do what God told him he would do. Are there any apostolics that still believe that God's going to do what he told you he is going to do? And so the first box hell put him in was a box called a pit. And they said, see what happens to the dream now we'll just put him in a box we'll contain him in a dark place in a low place and see what happens to him but when you are anointed by God they can put you in a box but you will ultimately break out of any box that they put you in there's nothing too big for your God there's no wall he 
cannot go through. There's no sickness he cannot cling to and pull out of your body. He can grab a tumor in your stomach and remove it right now as you're watching this preaching. It doesn't matter what the devil is saying to you. If the Lord breaks in your situation, you are unstoppable and he will do what he wants to do in your life. <laughs> they said, well, we put him in a pit, but that didn't work. And they pulled him out and they, they put him in the next box, which was Potiphar's house. And that didn't work because the, the favor of God was upon him and he was elevated above everybody there. And, and instantly they realized that this box isn't big enough. And so they put him in a prison box and said, put him underneath the ground and let's see if we can bury him alive. And anytime someone tries to bury you in their pride, they're ultimately planting you in God's process of the promise that's in fulfillment for your life and they put Joseph in a box isn't it funny how when God gave Joseph the dream God let the enemy loose just as soon as he gave Joseph the dream it's almost like he said Joseph here's your destiny and I'm gonna let your enemy drive you there isn't it funny how the enemy has access to the mile markers on your pathway to your promise? They did not have access to the palace, but they had access to every pit, every Potiphar's house, and every prison. Listen to me. It might seem like the enemy is driving your life right now, and it's out of control, and you can't fix the situation. But let me tell you, when this thing is said and done, God will get the last word in your life and there is a destiny and there is a promised land and there is an answer from the Lord no matter what you're going through you are unboxable they can put you in but you will get out every single time hallelujah for our God makes a way where there seems to be no way isn't it funny how when Hezekiah was surrounded by the enemy and Sennacherib sent a word to him and said, you might as well give up. You're going to die. We've got the city surrounded. You can't get out. We've boxed you in. Hezekiah took that threatening letter, laid it out on the altar before the Lord and said, Lord, I can't fix this on my own. And the Lord saw Hezekiah's prayer while he was boxed in. And God sent one angel in the middle of the night. And that one angel killed 285,000 soldiers of the enemy because if you box a child of God in you can expect the God of the child to get in the box with that child you might be boxed in in your home right now but the Lord is in your home with you I said there are angels in your house right now you ought to praise the Lord the, the enemy's not getting their way God's building you a prayer closet God's giving you access to the shadow of the almighty where you can be under his covering and in his presence all day long no one can stop you from praying no one can stop you from reaching out to the Lord hallelujah what about Jeremiah when they said we're tired of your preaching and they buried him in a pit alive and put a rock on top of it and they boxed him in 
and they said you're not going to get out of this one but Jeremiah had a man go to the king he had no idea as he was sitting in the dark that a man was going to the king on Jeremiah's behalf it might seem dark in your world right now and it might seem hopeless but I've come to tell you don't you dare give up and don't you dare give in someone's going to pray for you and when someone goes to the king on your behalf God is going to get you out of that trial you are in hallelujah amen Nebuchadnezzar Shadrach Meshach go in the fiery furnace and said okay if you're not going to worship the way I tell you we're going to box we made special just for you it's a fire box <laughs> do you like your meat crispy because that's what's going to happen you're going to die and Shadrach said well we believe that our God is able to deliver us from your hand but even if he doesn't we're not bowing down to you and the king said enjoy the firehouse enjoy the furnace I'm going to box you in and everybody's going to see the demise of someone that refuses to bow to the world. And they put them in the fire. The only mistake that Nebuchadnezzar made, he made their box too big. He made the furnace too big. Because when he looked down in that box, in that furnace, expecting to see three men fried to a crisp, he saw... Four men loosed and walking. Apparently, he made the furnace big enough to walk in. I'd love to say this to somebody right now. Uh, what a mistake hell made when they thought they boxed them in. What they ultimately did was give them a place big enough to dance like they never had danced in the kingdom of Babylon. They had never been able to be free up until this point. But when they were in the fire, something got a hold of them and said, why don't you start walking? You're loose from what's going on around you. And can I tell you, you might be in the home right now. You might be in the car. You might feel that things are being taken from you. But if you're in the box, and if God is with you in the box, you ought to dance in your box. You ought to shout in your box. You ought to tell the Lord, thank you for the liberty. In fact, some of you that don't normally worship in church, and you don't raise your hands, and you don't go to the altar, there's no one watching you right now in the box. Why don't you raise your hands? Why don't you walk around the house? Why don't you shout a little bit in your bedroom and tell the enemy if you're going to box me in I'm going to dance in the box I'm going to shout in the box I'm going to rejoice in the box Hallelujah Hallelujah Oh Paul and Silas You're not going to preach You're going to go to jail if you do You're going to a box and Paul said, you might put me in a box. You see, this is what I like about Paul. When they took away his mobility, it loosed his mouth. When they took away his ability to move, 
it opened his mouth because at the midnight hour when his hands were bound and his his feet were bound the devil forgot to bind his mouth and Paul began to sing and began to pray in other words it's a message to hell that if you put the church in a box and you take away their mobility never before will you see the church have you seen the church loose its mouth like you're about to see in this planet let me tell you what's about to happen the church is going from house to house opening their mouth and declaring we shall have revival we shall see signs and wonders and miracles we're in a box but we still have our voice We preached Tuesday night, the spur of the moment, the night before on Facebook just to see what would happen from our bedroom in our home. And they told us, my wife told me today, that over 14,000 people had watched that message. She got a call from a girl yesterday or day before yesterday saying, can you teach me a Bible study? The girl was in Indiana. My wife taught her a Bible study over the phone. The girl went straight to the church on Wednesday night and they baptized her in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth because it's our greatest hour. It's our greatest time. No matter what box we are in, we serve a God that can do anything thing to get us out and what's so powerful about Shadrach and about Paul and Silas is that when the enemy Nebuchadnezzar saw Shadrach dancing in the fire and when the king saw Paul and Silas loose and the doors open this is what they said get those guys out of the box they're more dangerous they're more influential when they're backed up in a corner, <laughs> I feel it up here. Then they are when they were loosed in the sanctuary before. In other words, when they put the church in a box, they unleashed an element of God's power that they did not know was there. And the enemy said, we'd rather have them out in the street than in a box because if you put them in a box they start getting loud they start dancing they start singing we thought they would pout we th in fact if you're doing that stop pouting stop complaining stop releasing every negative word you can think of stop believing every negative report you can believe because our God's not going to drop you and he's not going to forsake you do you think he's carried you this far to drop you now do you think a virus got by God's mind there's nothing that gets by his mind he knows exactly where you are right now why don't you dance in your box why don't you sing in your box it's the element of surprise to the adversary <laughs> oh hallelujah I remember Mary bringing that box of alabaster ointment into the atmosphere. She had the stuff that could change the atmosphere, but it was all boxed up. Oh, Shataya. It was all boxed up. But what she did when she got in the atmosphere of Jesus, she didn't try to get a little drop, a little drop here, a little drop there, but she broke the alabaster box, the Bible said. And when she broke it, the entire room was filled with the fragrance of that stuff in the bottle. Can I tell you? I mean, I just feel the Holy Ghost prophetically telling me to tell some people that your homes 
which have been atmospheres of strife and division and confusion and worry are about to transform into sanctuaries of peace and joy and worship. Someone right now who's been arguing at your house, stop arguing and start worshiping because the alabaster box is trying to get broken and if it gets loose in your house, the atmosphere will change. Hallelujah. They said, we're going to make a law. Daniel, if you pray to your God, we will throw you into a den of lions. We will box you in and you will not get out. I love the spirit of Daniel. Daniel had an excellent spirit, the Bible said. I love his confidence. It wasn't like he had a whole church of people that was with him at the house. He said, let's all open the windows and pray. He wasn't surrounded by a great preacher and someone encouraging him. He was in captivity. He is a prisoner. And yet he goes to his house and he said, if you're going to box me in, you're going to box me in a prayer closet. And he opens the windows three times a day. You ready for this? And he begins to pray as he did a four time. In other words, Daniel said, I'm already used to being in the box. And I know one thing. If you're in the box, if you start praying, no matter what the enemy's saying to you, if you're boxed in and you get some boldness on you, you can come out of any situation that the enemy puts you in. They said, we're coming to arrest you then. You're going to a lion's den. He said, you ought not have done that because there was an angel of the Lord waiting in the box for Daniel. And when they came the next morning and said, are you alive? He said, oh, king, live forever. The, the Lord has sent his angel and shut the mouth of the lion. And can I tell you, America, the Lord Lord is sending his angels. Do not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flieth by day. Do not be afraid, church, of what the enemy is saying to you. For the Lord is with you and the Lord is on your side. Whom shall you fear? Hallelujah. I close with this. No matter what the enemy has threatened your family with, no matter what the enemy has told you is going to happen, you make your box a sanctuary. You make that place an atmosphere of worship and you watch how quickly the enemy will want you out of the house, out of the box, because there's something powerful about saying we can't go to the altar, so we're going to build an altar in our house. We can't hear it from the pulpit, so we're going to preach in our bedroom. We can't sit by fellow saints on the pew, so we're going to hold hands together in the living room and we're going to pray together. And it's Book of Acts Revival. It's about to break loose in America. For when they attacked them, they scattered everywhere preaching the word. And let me close by telling you this. In the Bible, wherever there's persecution, there's usually multiplication. And can I tell you that the more they afflict them, the more they will multiply. And the more things they take away from you, the bigger the church is going to get. And if they take away the baptistries, then the bathtubs will become the baptistries. And we will still have apostolic revival in America. It's the will of God. 
Why don't you clap your hands where you are? If you're at home, why don't you worship the Lord? Why don't you thank the Lord? I'm done, but I feel a praise break in this place right now. I feel like telling you, why don't you dance in the box? Sing in the box. Pray in the box. God's going to get you out of this. pray for you I curse every spirit of fear in your home in your sleep in your marriage every financial fear every fear that you have that you're not even telling anybody about I come against that in the name of Jesus and I speak faith to you wherever you are that if you're in a box celebrate if you're in the box shout unto God if you're in the box worship the Lord this is our greatest hour this is our greatest moment we are about to see revival in this nation that's been prophesied for so many years the doors are opening there's not a there's not an apostolic building big enough to hold the services that we're having now I've heard just last night's message in less than 24 hours over 5,000 people watched last night and it was more than that on the first night let me tell you what's going on God is waking up America if you can't get to the sanctuary you can make your house a sanctuary and last thing I'll say when I put the mic down all the backsliders watching me right now when the doors of the sanctuary open back up you better get in this house and you better give God everything you have because God told me today there's a revival of backsliders coming home from this virus when I open up my sanctuaries they will flood back in and they will be ready for my peace and my will and my plan may the Lord bless you tonight may the Lord keep you may the Lord shine his face upon you may he give you peace and strength and joy don't hang your head get bold Teach your neighbor a Bible study. Have a revival at home. Something's about to happen in the apostolic church. God bless you in Jesus' name. I think we ought to pray and worship again and ask that the Lord would bring this prophetic word to pass. He has spoken powerfully into our spirit and our faith has been lifted. Felt that from the beginning that our faith would be lifted by the word of the Lord. And as it was spoken, I could sense that faith began to dispel fear and darkness in our life. And now I feel that faith in operation in this place. And God's wanting to minister to every home. And, and wherever you might be, I want you to just pray right now. I want you to pray out loud. I don't want you to just pray silently and listen to other people pray. I want you to pray yourself. I want you to call upon the name of the Lord yourself. I want you to ask God to take this word and to, to bring it home to your spirit where even if you're boxed in, even if you've got a crisis in your own home and family that God would minister to you if you are estranged and away from God and God's calling you to come back to him. I want you to hear that voice and I want you to commit your life to serve Jesus Christ with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to bring this word into our spirit, to lift our faith, to release our faith, 
so that the name of Jesus can be glorified and the backslider can return and those that are cold can be set on fire in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. We will not be having a virtual revival tomorrow night. I'll be preaching for the Eastgate Pentecostal Church of Vider, Texas. I'll actually be here in the sanctuary to minister that word to them, virtual live streaming. And then we will be back here again Sunday morning at 11 a.m. So please tune in. I'll be preaching in the 11 a.m. service and then Sunday night at 6 p.m. Now, all of these services are live stream only. Only the support staff will be in the sanctuary, and you must remain in your homes or wherever you may be uh, headed, and you can tune in from wherever you're at. But we will be here at 11 a.m. on Sunday, and then Sunday night at 6 p.m. Brother Bobby Wade will be preaching, and we're going to have a wonderful time in the Lord and God is going to give us the faith that even if we are boxed in, we're still going to lift up our voice and dance in our box. Amen. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.